0: Welcome to Sci-Fi Radio Theater, the Internet's premier source for original science fiction, horror, and fantasy radio dramas. Before we begin with tonight's episode, we would like to take this time to deliver you a message from one of our sponsors...
1: Sure, the ice caps might be melting, but who cares? As long as you've got Floaty House Bumper on your side, you're set for life. Floaty House Bumper is the world's only retailer of rubber inflatable paneling that will let your house float. Just call up Floaty House Bumper and our skilled technicians will install the bumpers around the perimeter of your house. After Floaty House Bumper comes around, it won't matter if your neighborhood's underwater. You'll still have a place to live.
0: And now it's time for Hyper Nocturnal, an eight-part science fiction horror story. Tonight's episode, Episode 2, Lost in Oblivion. In last week's episode, the crew of the cargo vessel Macedonia unleashed an unspeakable evil on the ship. The crew was killed and their spirits were thrown off the ship into a horrific alien landscape. This week's episode begins on that landscape with the crew attempting to heal one of their injured comrades.
2: I don't know. I used his belt to tie a tourniquet around the leg, but it doesn't seem to be stopping the lines from growing. I don't think it has anything to do with the blood loss. It's almost like it's an infection making its way up his leg.
3: What happens to him if it spreads?
2: I don't know. Uh, I'm assuming he'll become like one of the other popsicles when it reaches his head, but that's just a guess. Frankly, I have no idea about anything anymore. Now that we're here... Who knows how physiology works now? We are in the spirit world now.
4: This wound isn't a piece of damage to my physical body. It's a corruption on my soul.
3: Well, can we cut off his leg to prevent it or something?
2: Ha! You say it so casually. I don't think that's a good idea. First off, I don't have anything to do something like that with. And second off, we have no tools for sealing the wound after. I would say we need to get back to the lab on the ship, and I may be able to do something better from there.
4: No. Medicine will do no help for this. Or any of our other problems. We have to think in less tangible solutions.
3: Will you stop talking like that? We are dead, Marty!
4: Yes, you are! Are you a fool? Are you stupid? Look around you! Think of the things you've seen and experienced! That demon, Monroe, showed you images of your own dead bodies! We are no longer alive! We are spirits! Souls, ghosts, whatever you want to call it!
3: You're crazy. Tanya, I think he's right. What? No way, Wolfgang. Don't you go nuts on me too. I'm not nuts. But look around us.
2: There's those things on the ship. I don't see any reason why we should think we are in our normal physical environment anymore.
3: Ah! So... so what? So what, then? That's just it? We're dead? Yes. No. No way. This is crazy. I'm not a dead person, you guys. I'm an alive person. I'm all about being alive. That's my whole thing. Being alive. Look. Look. I'm doing a little dance. I'm so happy by the idea of being alive. Dead people don't do that.
4: Fine. Then what's your explanation?
3: I... I... I don't know. (sighs) So, how do we become alive again? How do we get back to our bodies? We don't. Come on. There has to be a way. You saw all that stuff up there. Look around us. There's... Like magic going on or something. There's got to be a way to become alive again.
4: Trust me, there isn't.
3: I have a sister back in Maine, you know. If I'm dead, it means I'm never going to see her again. I'm never going to see my niece. I'll just be gone to them.
1: Stop this. You're dead. You know you're dead. And you know you're never going to see them again.
3: Very hard for me to hear you say that so coldly. So what do we do now?
2: We have to stop this corruption that's on Mati's leg from growing.
3: We're dead, though. How can he be hurt? How can he have an infection? Aren't we supposed to be immortal?
4: I told you already. This isn't physical damage. This is a wound on my spirit. It's the beginning of possession. Possession? Yes. I'm sure of it now. I can feel it trying to take control. The popsicles we saw on the ship, with the red lines on their heads. Their spirits have been possessed as well. Those things that attacked us weren't the popsicles' physical bodies. It was their spirits having fallen under control of that demon on the ship. This must be what demonic possession looks like on the spirit
2: side. When the red lines reach your brain, that must be the point of takeover.
3: Hey, how do you know all of this, Mati? How did you know that guy on the ship was a demon? How do you know about possession? What is up with you?
4: I used to be a fairly religious man. Of a church that was particularly concerned about the demon world and its threat to the human world. You? Religious?
1: Really? Yes, but not in a long time.
3: So, if you know about all of this stuff, where are we then? What is this place?
4: That I'm not entirely sure. But it's the spirit world, I know that.
3: But you said you knew about this stuff.
4: I do. But, I don't know. It's all different. Different from what we thought it was like. There are the spirits of living entities here, but the ship, it was a spirit too. And all of the objects on the ship. It's like everything, animate or inanimate, has a presence in the spirit world. Also, we had always thought there was a clear separation between heaven, hell, and purgatory. But now that I'm here, it's all melded together. It's just one entity. If we were in hell, we should be getting tortured in the presence of Satan. If we are in purgatory... Then there shouldn't be demons here, and we shouldn't be in the comfort of each other's presence. If this were heaven, we'd be in the comfort of each other's presence and have the ability to never get tired like we appear to have, but none of this other stuff would be here. God, we were way off. Is everything just together in one giant realm?
2: Were we just touching different pieces of it and thinking they weren't part of one giant whole? Datris wasn't possessed. Huh? Datris, of all the popsicles, he wasn't possessed. He had the wound on his head like all the others, but the red lines didn't form. That demon on the ship, the guy in the suit with his back on fire, what was his
3: name? Monroe.
2: Yeah, Monroe. He was able to gain possession of the other popsicles, but not Datris. Why?
3: How are you sure it was Monroe that had possessed them?
2: It must have
4: been him. He was the only demon we ran into on the ship. <sighs> uh. And to answer your question, I don't know why Detras would wouldn't have been possessed.
3: How do you know that Munro was the only demon? How do you know he's a demon in the first place? And if he was a demon, then what were those other things? Tanya. Sorry. It's just... my first time being dead. I'm kind of freaked out.
4: I know he was a demon because he was the only one that was lying to us. Only demons tell lies. The other things? I don't know exactly. Ghosts? Potterisk's Possessed spirits, maybe, but not demons. What lie did he tell? Percale. Percale? He claimed to be Satan himself, but he's lying. If he was the devil, he would have seen a serpent.
3: Why would he lie?
4: Demons don't like to tell their true names. He claimed to be called Monroe, but he probably just made that up. When I suggested he was Satan, he jumped on it, most likely thinking it would intimidate us. I have no idea which demon he might be. We saw a wolf. Who
2: appears as a wolf?
3: All right, so he's a demon. What does he want?
2: He was yelling about getting revenge and restoring his throne. He was also saying something about legions.
4: He likely controls a number of legions in hell. Or at least what I used to think was hell. A lot of demons do. As for what he wants, he wants what all demons want. To disrupt the living world. To attack it. They all have their reasons for revenge. Being kicked out of heaven, not that I'm sure what heaven is anymore, is a common one. Being betrayed by angels or something else, jealousy of God's favoritism towards humans. They all have some reason. He seems hell bent on taking control of the ship too, bringing the legions he controls onto it. That must be part of his plan.
3: It has to be something with the hypernocturnal drive. The hypernocturnal drive was able to make all of this happen when we played that song. Maybe he's going to play another song that will do something else.
2: He was trying to get us to help him, too. Why? That's a good question.
4: That mouth that bit my leg. If Monroe was in control of it, it wouldn't have let us escape. Perhaps the mouth wasn't working for Monroe. Monroe may be struggling for control of the ship from other entities who are starting to move in, too. Maybe the spite and red lines on my leg aren't leading to possession from Monroe after all. What if there is another demonic entity on the ship? Perhaps whoever that mouth is working for is trying to possess entities to help it win control. Monroe must have been looking for allies who are familiar with the ship in order to get the upper hand.
3: Must have been why he possessed the popsicles then, too. Since they were on the ship with us, he may think they contained special knowledge on the ship's working.
2: Oh, God! He had taken over the ship's computer.
3: Damn it! He did! But... The ship's computer can only do so much. The real way to control the ship is through the keyboard and the hypernocturnal drive, and the computer is purposefully cut off from playing the keyboard.
2: But the computer could tell him what he needs to do, and then he just needs to play the keyboard himself.
3: Crap! You're right!
2: Wait. When we were in the lab
4: and the popsicles attacked, you guys weren't able to pull the lever in order to unfreeze them, correct?
3: Yeah. Well, at least it was really hard. We actually felt like it started moving a little right before the popsicles attacked.
4: But we could interact with everything else without effort. Maybe. Maybe the way this works is that we can only easily manipulate items that affect the spiritual world. But items that affect the physical world require more effort, are harder to manipulate. It requires more energy. It makes sense knowing what we've observed in the physical world, with ghosts and poltergeists only being able to move small objects short distances and quick spurts. You two are probably able to get the lever to budge a little bit back on the ship because you are both pushing, giving it more energy. With the three of us working together, we could probably manipulate items in the physical world with a matter of efficiency. Maybe that's why Monroe also needs our help. He could still be trying to gain power after being summoned, and he needs the additional help to be able to manipulate the ship in the physical world in order to beat out the other demonic entity. You would explain why I was able to hurt him so easily when I threw the chair at him. Okay. So how do we stop the possession altogether, then? There are two ways to exorcise a demonic possession. Either you have a religious figure in the physical world perform an exorcism, which I don't think is going to be possible given our current situation, or... You pass the demon on to someone else.
3: I'm not volunteering.
2: Wait. Datris wasn't possessed. He had a cut on his head, but they weren't able to possess him. Okay. Okay. So... Medically speaking... Uh, we know that the possession occurs when the corruption hits the brain, correct? It appears that way. Well... Datris has one of the most powerful brain power ratings ever recorded. Perhaps his mind is so powerful that it is not possible to possess. It would make sense. It has been seen
4: in previous exorcisms that individuals with higher IQ levels were able to rid themselves of demonic spirits faster than others.
2: Okay, so if we can pass the corruption on to Datevis, everything would work out then. You would be free of the possession, and he would be unharmed. It's worth a shot. It means we're going to have to go back on this ship, so. But I think that's going to be inevitable anyway if we want to stop Monroe and this as a demon. Yeah.
3: What does it matter? What? What does it matter? This stuff. What does it matter anymore? I'm dead, Wolfgang. Who cares if he steals the ship and flies off with it? Mati, what do you care if you get possessed? So what? I'm never going to see my sister again. Mati, you're never going to be a chef again. Why should we care anymore?
2: We should care because even though you and I are dead, your sister and your niece aren't. If Monroe's this other demon has plans for causing havoc in the world they live in, it's your duty as a sister and an aunt to protect them, even if you never actually get to see them again. And besides. You're dead. What else have you got to do?
3: Alright. Good point. Let's go.
2: Right. Marty, can you walk?
4: Yeah. It hurts a bit,
2: but I can limp my way just fine, I think. Alright. I guess we'll have to go back up this bloody tube thing we came out of. Hey! The ship's gone!
3: You're right. It's not above us anymore. Where did it go?
2: It moved! Look! It moved across the valley while we were talking. It stopped on the other side. We're
3: going
4: to have to walk after it. Until we can find some faster way to get there.
3: You mean... We have to go through that valley?
2: Yeah. What?
3: It's just... Big open spaces aren't my favorite thing.
4: Well, that's something you're going to have to get over. Come on, we need to get off this ledge and get into the valley.
2: Come on, it'll be okay. I'll be right here with you. Besides, you're already dead. What's the worst that could happen to you now?
0: Has become tense for Tanya, Wolfgang, and Mati. We will be back to the story after this word from one of our sponsors.
5: Be as hip as today's top celebrities and eat kelp sushi.
1: That's right, folks. The latest food craze that's all the buzz amongst movie stars these days is coming to simple folks like you. For a limited amount of time, all Sushi Junkie chain restaurants will be selling kelp sushi plates for only $100 a plate. Be cool and eat kelp sushi at Sushi Junkie. It's not just healthy, it's
0: cool. And now back to Hyper Nocturnal. Only on Sci-Fi Radio Theatre.
2: This place is kind of amazing, at least in a uh, morbid way. You're a strange man, Wolfgang, even by my standards. No, I'm serious. I mean, look at the ground we're walking on. It looks hard, but when you step on it, it's kind of soft. It's like spongy and oily. And look, if you stare at it and you look off a bit in the distance, you can see the landscape rising and falling. It almost feels like it's alive. Like we're walking on the hide of some giant animal. An animal the size of the entire world. That just stretches out in every direction.
3: You're freaking me out, Wolfgang. Can we just keep walking?
1: Yes, let's.
4: How is your leg holding up, Marty? It hurts a bit, but I'm limping just fine. It's not making me tired or slowing me down at all. Probably an effect of being spirits. I
2: can feel the line slowly growing, however. Well, we've been able to make some distance, and the ship hasn't moved in a few hours. We just need to keep walking and we'll make it.
1: Yeah.
3: Hey, how are you taking this so well? What do you mean? Being dead! Jesus Christ! I can understand why Mati's so cold. He's always been a douchebag. But you're like me, Wolfgang. You actually feel things. How are you not freaking out? I feel like I'm going to start crying every two seconds.
2: I don't know. I guess this is just another adventure for me. Are you kidding me? No. Look, you have your sister and your niece back in the normal world. Mati has his restaurant and fame. What have I got? What did I have to live for? I'm not married. I have no kids. I haven't spoken to my family in 10 years. So what if I'm dead? The only thing that I had going for me was that I like to watch the scenery pass by. But look at all of this scenery. This scenery I've never really seen before. Scenery no one alive has seen before. I might as well be dead. It's almost like I get to start again.
3: If we weren't already dead, I'd say you sound suicidal.
2: I can't say that it didn't cross my mind lately.
3: What? What? Hey! Hey, why would you be thinking about that?
2: I think I'm upsetting you.
3: Damn right you're upsetting me. So unupset me. I had no idea you were feeling that way. What was going on?
2: It's just... What importance am I? It wasn't an issue of depression or hating myself. I think I'm a good person, a fun person, an interesting person. I just don't feel like I was doing anything important or meaningful with my life. I sit around on cargo vessel after cargo vessel looking at frozen people. The vessels don't even really need me. Everything is pretty much controlled by machines. They just need a doctor on board due to laws and regulations. I don't do anything. And, worse yet, I've been doing this for years now. If I'd wanted to leave and get a job as a normal doctor, it would be damn near impossible, as I've been out of real practice for so long. I'm just not important. Or, at least I wasn't. The world wasn't going to miss me. At least I'm not taking up resources anymore. Make more space for someone who people actually think is important.
3: That's bullcrap, Wolfgang. And what's more, you just insulted the hell out of me. Want to know why? Because I care about you. Hey, I care a lot about you. I know we've only known each other for six months, but I think you're damn great. So what if you're not some hot shot doctor curing the world's problems? It doesn't mean you're not important. Like I said before, I'm an alive person. Being alive is... Uh, was was the most important thing to me but I wasn't exactly saving the world when I was alive you know what I did when I wasn't flying ships I was on my couch watching bad romantic comedies with my friends to me that was more important than anything else I could have been doing you weren't useless or unimportant because you had me you had me for the last six months and when we landed and the trip was over you still would have had me I don't just let go of my friends so easily. So don't stand around thinking you're better off now that you're dead because no one thought you were important.
2: Yeah. Got it. Thanks.
3: I've tried to convince you to have sex with me every day for the last six months. I'm not a slut, you know. I don't make that offer to just anyone that many times. (laughs) Okay, maybe I'm a little bit of a slut.
2: Hey, we still may be able to have sex. Ghost sex may be amazing for all we know. We'll just have to lose Marty for a bit. I can hear you guys back there, you know.
3: No, I don't think I could handle sex in a wide open space like this. But I do appreciate finally getting the interest reciprocated.
2: Why are you so freaked out by wide open spaces?
3: I don't know. I just always have been. I never knew I was until I was in my teens and my family took a trip to the Midwest started crying when we were walking around the open plains.
2: Some childhood trauma or something?
3: No, at least not that I can remember. It's just sort of a primal thing. I feel it in my gut. I grew up in Maine. There weren't that many wide open spaces, unless you count the ocean. But we didn't live on the coast. There are always trees around, or mountains. Always something there to hold the sky up. When I'm in a wide open space, I just feel so small and intimidated. Like the entire sky is going to fall down and consume me.
2: But you don't feel that way when you're flying around in
3: space? No, I don't. Because I'm enclosed. I'm in the ship. I have a barrier between me and the wide open. Here... I don't. Ugh. Okay, we need to stop talking about this. I'm starting to freak out again.
4: We're not gonna make it. Why not? The ship. It's too far away. I can feel the corruption spreading faster, too. Look, the red lines are on my stomach
2: now and are continuing to grow. We have to find a way to get to the ship faster. But how?
6: I can help you move quicker through this verse.
3: What? It's some kind of a woman. I think. She's wearing a white dress. I can barely see her, though.
2: Her form is faded, but her mouth and eyes are pure black. There's black liquid dripping out of her mouth and down the front of her dress, too. I
6: can
4: help you.
2: How can you help us?
6: The cave. I know of the cave. A place where time stands still and distance grows long. You enter the cave, and when you emerge on the other side, you will be across the valley.
3: Why the hell should we listen to you? Why the hell would you help us?
6: Why the hell would
3: I help? That is why. Hell
6: is why. My master desires to bring the verses back to one. He demands that the wicked verse be dragged screaming into their hell. But he is challenged, challenged by another.
4: Is the demon who calls himself Monroe your master?
6: (laughs) No. My master is
2: not he who calls himself Monroe. Then what is his name?
4: She won't tell you. She knows she would be punished for revealing a master demon's true name. But she's not lying. Only demons lie.
3: So this other demon is looking for our help now? Is that it? He wants to get us to the ship so we can stop Monroe for him?
6: My master struggles greatly with his challenger. He feels your vibrancy and wishes for you to help him. By entering his cave, you will be able to better serve him. Your first task will be to defeat the challenger.
4: This doesn't make sense, you bitch!
2: What doesn't make sense? All of this! This whole
4: thing! Why are Monroe and this other demon vying for our help? What is this crap about the vibrancy of our spirits? The demons are having a difficult time possessing us or getting us under their control. There's no reason why we should be special. They're claiming we have powerful spirits, but why? I don't know. Your glorious
6: power be a
4: shining jewel in my master's allegiance. Shut up, bitch! You're not fooling me. Your master wants to lure us to his cave because he thinks he will have an easier time achieving possession in his own territory. I...
6: I can help you reach the
2: ship. What do we do, then? You said it yourself. We can't make it to the ship before the corruption reaches your brain. Look. It's already at the top of your stomach. If we wait, this other demon is just going to be taking you over anyway.
4: You're right. (sighs) We're going to have to go through the cave then. She's not lying. Hiding the truth, maybe, but not lying. Unless we were off about that too back in the physical world, lost souls like her can't lie. They can just keep information from us. It's going to be dangerous, but it's all we have to go on right now.
3: You're really expecting me to stick my neck out to this level to save you? If
2: we want to be able to manipulate the physical world items on the ship, we're going to need Marty to help us. Based on our experience with the lever, you and I aren't powerful enough on our own to really do what needs to be done. If Monroe and this other demon are trying to take control of the physical ship, we're going to need to push back within the physical world as well in order to defeat them. Fine... Woman,
4: take us to your master's cave.
6: Follow me.
3: arrived at the cave. Jesus. Look at this thing.
2: The entrance to the cave. It's covered in intestines. It's just a giant entrance coming out of the ground leading into the
3: black. And there's a curtain of
2: intestines covered across the opening.
3: What the hell is up with these demons and intestines? Couldn't they have just been into fur coats like normal assholes?
4: A fortress of intestines. Humbaba. Lost soul, your master is Humbaba, isn't he? The guardian of the Fortress of
2: Intestines. Yes. Jesus, Marty. You know a ton about this stuff. Was your church the ghost hunting secret service of the Vatican or something? Something like that.
3: Well, that doesn't sound so bad, though. The Fortress of Intestines. I mean, it probably smells bad, but it's just guts. How dangerous could it be? Guts are soft and squishy.
2: You're saying you're okay being digested by a demon?
3: Good point. So, Mati, who is this guy?
4: Humbaba, also referred to as Humbawa the Terrible. He's an Akkadian demon. Christ, it's all mixed together here. There's not even a separation between the different religions. One demon is claiming to be Satan, which is a Judeo-Christian figure, and now we've just
2: discovered that the other demon is Sumerian. So we know who it is, though. Is it good news or bad news? I mean, I guess it's bad news, of a. But just how bad is this guy?
3: His last name is The Terrible. How good could the news be?
4: What will he find in this cave, lost soul?
3: You will be
6: welcomed into the verses ruled by my master. My
4: master. What does that mean? Hell if I know. Nothing makes sense anymore. Whatever it is, it won't be good but we need to go through it. The red lines have reached the bottom of my chest. I don't have much time left.
3: Well, we just need to stick together and try to move through the cave as fast as we can. We can all run fast without getting tired, so we have that as an advantage. We just need to stay close to each other and bolt for it.
2: Yeah. Here, we can hold hands so we don't get separated.
3: Good idea. Okay, guys. We know how this stuff works now. If we are cut or injured by anything in there, we get the red lines and become possessed. So don't let anything bite, claw, scratch, or fart in your general direction. (sighs) You ready?
2: Holy crap. Yes, I'm ready.
3: Mati? Yeah, but
4: don't forget. I'm leaping a bit here.
3: Don't worry, we won't leave you behind. You're the only one who knows what the hell is going on. Okay, deep breath, everyone. And let's pray to God whoever's guts those are hadn't just eaten before they decided to decorate. Go! <laughs>
7: Going through the guts! Going through the guts! <laughs> 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 ah. Ew. Ew. We're sort of couldn't! We're inside the cave!
5: It's all dark!
4: I can't see anything! There's no light!
3: Just keep running! What if we
2: hit the damn
4: wall?
3: Then we hit the wall! Don't slow down! <laughs> something in here! Of course there is, Wolfgang! It's the damn demon cave! What did you expect?
4: Where is it coming from? I can't see anything!
3: It doesn't matter! Just keep going forward! Holy crap! Holy crap! Holy crap! Don't let go of my hand!
4: There's something chasing us! I can hear it!
3: Run faster, then! I can't! My leg! It's coming at us faster! I don't care about your damn leg, Mati! Pick up the damn pace!
5: Okay, I'm crying! It's
3: almost on us! Keep going forward! Don't separate!
5: Jeff! Ah, I'm, I'm slipping.
3: slipping! There's a giant hole in the floor! I'm falling!
5: Ah. Ah.
3: canopy. Wolfgang? Mati? Anyone there? Oh, come on! I said don't separate like a million times!
0: story after this word from our sponsor...
1: your kids suffering from dehydration and heat stroke due to recent budget cutbacks on air conditioning units in public schools? We'll save your kids the pain and suffering by homeschooling them today. The Make It Up Company is now selling a full service homeschooling kit for a mere $500. Get all the tools you need to teach your kids the essentials of life while keeping them cool and healthy in your home. That's the Make It Up Homeschooling Kit.
0: And now back to Hyper Nocturnal, only on Sci-Fi Radio Theatre. (coughs)
4: oh oh <coughs> uh. what the hell Tanya wolfgang uh. gone damn where am I graveyard. The stones stretch out through the field as far as the eye can see. They disappear into the darkness of the horizon. The sky is black. There's a stream too. I emerged from it. It's deep. runs right through the center of the graveyard. What names are on these gravestones? Me, Matianenenen. You too, Matianenenen. They all have my name on them. What is
8: this supposed to mean? You're soon too, you know.
4: What? Hey, who are you? What did you just say? What are you doing? Why are you shoveling those severed heads into a furnace? Are you going to respond to me? What does Umbaba want? Why did-
8: You're soon too, you know.
4: What? What does that mean? Soon for what? So what am I soon for? One of these graves? I hate to tell you, but I'm already dead. What? Are you trying to intimidate me? Because it's not going to-
8: You're soon too, you know.
4: He's repeating. A residual spirit. He doesn't even realize I'm here. Doesn't even realize he's here. Bah. Alright. Well, I guess just pick a direction and start walking. This graveyard must have an end to it somewhere.
2: Tanya? Mati? Damn it! I'm alone! Where am I? Whoa! Whoa, steep drop! I'm on the top of a mountain! Oh boy! Ugh! Christ, it's cold up here! Hey, lady, I see you! Hey! Lady! Or ghost! Or ghoul! Or whatever you are! Wait. Whatever is up here probably isn't friendly. And I just yelled really loud at it. Damn it. Well, she hasn't moved or attacked yet. Hey, lady! I'm coming over your way, so don't eat me, you you know. Oh, she's frozen, a giant icicle. Yeah, completely frozen salad. But what does that mean? Another frozen woman, completely frozen just like the other one, two more frozen women. And more over there. There are frozen women all over the top of this mountain. Something must have happened up here. I wonder who they are.
5: We are the brides of Humbaba! Ah!
2: You can talk! Why are
5: you here?
2: Uh, I... I don't know. I I was running through the cave and I fell down a hole. Next thing I know I was buried underneath this big pile of rocks. I just crawled out of it. You come from the central verse, then. Gah! Another one is talking! The central verse, be that where you came from? Uh, uh, I don't know. I just went into a cave and then I fell down a hole. I was in some big valley and, and the sky was all bubbly and moving. There were all of these red rope-like things hanging down all over the place. The tendrils of the great beast! You do come from the central verse! Whose tendrils? The creator of all things!
9: He speaks through the verses with his tendrils. But not here! We cannot hear his voice here! That is why Humbaba placed us here.
2: Wait! Wait! You guys are all assuming I know more than I do. Who are you?
6: We were wives and daughters, sisters and cousins, workers, queens, and spirits of free will. But we were betrayed.
9: Betrayed by so-called heroes, and even our own collectives. They offered us as brides to win favor with the terrible lord of intestines.
6: And now he keeps us here, frozen, away from the voice of the great beast. Ah, how we wish to bask in the light of the great beast's face once more. And even if we were never able to be in the presence of the great beast, it would be a greater fate to be trapped within the black curtain than to remain here frozen on top of this mountain. Sir, please rescue
2: us. Free us from our frozen lives and lead us back to the central verse.
9: You came from there! Surely you know the way back!
2: No, I don't! I don't know anything! I- I'm just as clueless as how to get off this mountain as you are! You can still free
9: us,
7: though! Yes! Free us! Free us! We can help you explore for the door back to the central verse!
9: Even if we never find anything, just being able to move about the mountain freely would still be better!
2: But. Wouldn't your, uh, husband be angry? He speaks true! Humbaba would see! He controls
6: this verse and sees all! He would come for vengeance were we to be freed! No! We can
7: move quickly! We have time now! The Lord of Intestines is distracted! He must be! This man-spirit is here by mistake! No one ever comes to this verse but Humbaba! But what be he distracted by?
2: Wait! I was with two other people when we fell down the hole! They're gone now! Could they be why he's distracted? Is he going after them? Yes,
9: that must be why. Your companions must be very powerful, or very close to submission. He will be hunting them in his other verses. He must have been distracted when you fell
2: into his throne verse. You mean there are other places, like this, that he controls?
6: Yes, many verses does Humbaba control. But this verse, the Mountain
7: Seven, this is his throne. Here lays his aura. Free us and we will help you find it. If we destroy his aura, all of the doors to Humbaba's verses will be open and we can all escape.
6: Your friends will be able to
2: escape too. Well, hell, all right. How do I get you out?
9: Pound upon us with your fists. That will break the bondage.
2: All right. Hold on. Huh. Free! I'm free! Now the next! Okay.
9: Huh! And the next! And the next!
2: Okay, that's five of you. Where are there more to free? Ah!
10: What? What?
9: Pumbaba is distracted no
2: more! He knows we have been freed! That a stranger is in the Mountain Seven! But that was bloody fast! Ah! He brings the mountain!
3: All right, tree. I fell out of you. There must be a way back through you. Hmm. Cedar tree. Hmm. God, there's no way to climb up it. There are no branches or anything. Well, something tells me I may not want to go back that way anyway. Am I? A forest. All the trees look like they're cedars, too. Hard to see with all this mist. The other two must be around here somewhere. God, if I didn't know something was out to kill me, I'd say it's downright pretty in here. A lion?
10: I control this first man spirit. Do not think you can evade my
3: omniscience. A talking lion? Come on! Tree with branches! Where did he go? I guess it is true that lions can't climb trees then. Do not let
10: your hubris delude you into thinking you have escaped me.
3: Yeah, There he is below me! Get away! I can climb really high!
10: I heard the melody of your soul through the verses, man spirit. I wish only for your help in defeating a common enemy.
3: Yeah, have me help you by possessing me!
10: Possession is not an option for you.
3: Oh gee, I never realized I was such a special lady! You're making me feel like it's prom night all over again!
10: The Broken One from the challenged verse you birthed from. His spirit is in danger. If you assist me in defeating my enemy, I will spare him from eternal singularity when I am Lord of the Black Curtain.
3: The Broken One? You mean Datros? How is he in trouble?
10: He is trapped in a frozen state between the verses. When the Black Curtain consumes all, his spirit will be torn apart and vanish into pure nothingness. If you help me control the ship known as Macedonia, I will assist you in awakening him. Him, you, and your companions will also be granted freedom from oneness when I am lord of all the verses.
3: Sorry, buddy, but you'll have to forgive me for being a bit skeptical. A friend of mine once told me that you demons have a problem with lying. Oh, Jesus Christ, I just called Mati a friend.
10: I speak only the truth.
3: Why do you need me? Why am I so special? Why won't you just possess me?
10: Your humanity appears to be a beautiful jewel that would shine with splendor within my kingdom. Your uncontrolled assistance would prove to me that you are worthy to live within my presence when I rule all. Well,
3: there is no way this hot piece of humanity would ever help you! So you might as well possess me if you want me so bad.
10: Very well!
3: Oh, Jesus Christ! Jesus Christ! Ah, My bribes! I'm out of here! Uh,
5: uh, uh,
3: uh, uh, Gotta be a way out of here! gotta be way out you will never be able to run
10: fast enough man spirit in this verse it is i who possess all authority your spirit will break and i will revel in the glory of my mighty dominion over a single existence
5: (laughs) oh crap oh crap oh crap Victor, Pergale,
4: Ripole. What?
8: You're soon too, you know.
4: What the hell is this? I was walking in a single direction. How am I back here? It's a circle. It's all a circle. It's just one giant loop. I have a feeling no matter what direction I walk in, I'll just end up back here. (sighs) What do you want, Humbaba? WHY HAVE YOU PLACED ME HERE? WHAT ARE YOU TRYING TO DO? NOTHING? YOU COWARD. YOU DARE NOT EVEN FACE ME WHEN I AM IN A WEAKENED STATE.
8: YOU'RE SOON TOO, YOU KNOW.
4: Ah. WHAT? WHAT? IS IT IN THE GRAVE, ZUMBABA? DO YOU EXPECT ME TO DIG MY OWN GRAVE AND FIND SOMETHING IN THERE? FINE! I'M DIGGING! I'M DIGGING! I found something, Humbaba. Is this what you want? It's a coffin. Hmm, I wonder what's in here, Humbaba. Let's see. Well, it's empty. You freaking genius, Humbaba. You give me an empty coffin. Ha <laughs> ha, what a great clue. I totally know what's going on now.
8: You're soon too, you know.
5: Baska! Ah?
4: Jesus, the lines, they're growing faster. They're at the top of my chest now. Of course, Umbaba is trapping me here. He puts me in a cage. He wants to trap me here until the possession has finished taking me over. Damn it. Come on, Mati. How do you get out of here?
8: You're soon too, you know. God.
4: Who's to say there is a way out? (sighs) Well, I suppose I have to try to find it, though. What else am I going to do? Let's see here. There was no exit when I dug up one of the graves. He probably wants me to think it's the furnace, so that I'll try to crawl through it. That's probably why he put it there with that residual spirit. He's trying to confuse me. He keeps saying, You're soon too, you know. And then shovels heads into the furnace. As if to suggest that if I stick my head in the furnace too, something will happen. He's hoping I think it's a clue to an exit. But it's a lie. I'll probably just end up getting burned and having the possession process speed up in my weakened state.
8: Hmm... you soon too, you know.
4: The stream! Maybe there's an exit in the stream I entered from!
1: Can I go?
2: I've had to dig myself out of being buried alive in the same day God Am I hurt? Am I cut? Do I have any red lines on me? Phew I'm not Still in control Okay Now Where am I? Further down the mountain Whatever yelled and brought on the avalanche is probably not far behind I gotta get out of here No! Huwaba has discovered our freedom! We must beg for his forgiveness and we will all be banished to the Black Curtain! Beg for his forgiveness? I just freed you! Come on, there must be some form of feminism in this place.
6: Unless we are able to quickly escape, the Lord of Intestines will rain a thousand
3: horrors down upon our heads!
2: Well fine, then how do we quickly escape from here?
3: We would have to find and destroy his aura! But oh, there is no time!
2: Right, his aura! Like you said before, well, come on, let's try looking for it at least.
9: It is hopeless! Such a search could take ages!
2: Fine, then we die, or whatever it is that happens to you here. But we at least have to try, even if it is futile. What's the point in just giving up? Hey, wait! What's that? Up on the top of the mountain! Look! There's something shining up there! Is that his aura?
7: It is unknown! We have not seen such a shine before.
3: Perhaps it is. Perhaps his aura was hiding beneath the snow of the mountain this whole time. And the avalanche revealed it. The
2: well, come on, then. Let's go get it. Yes, we must, quickly. Come on, we can get there quickly. We are nearly free. I can almost feel the glory of the great beast's tendrils around my spirit. Uh, uh, yeah, you guys are really weird. Uh, uh.
3: We have reached the top.
2: There it is, the thing that's glowing. Oh, it's another frozen woman. Ah, no! What? What? She broke out of the ice. Mator! Who? You dared to betray our lord, Umbaba? You would
6: destroy his aura. You would weaken him now. We are sorry, Mator. We did not
2: know. We only wished for freedom.
9: Please! Forgive us, Mator!
2: So you're not the aura, then? You think Umbaba would be foolish enough to leave his sacred aura in the presence of such insolent women. His aura is well hidden far away from any of those so eager to betray them.
7: Please do not punish us, Matur! Tell us what we must do!
4: Such pathetic displays! But I suppose that's why the Lord of Intestines has kept you frozen.
10: But you wish to win favor with him again, don't you?
3: Yes, please! We will do anything!
4: Then claim this foreign spirit that stands before me! This bad influence which has swayed you into deviance! Use your hands and tear at his body! gouge at his eyes! Damage his spirit so that Humbaba may
2: possess him! And if his spirit will not yield to Humbaba's will, drag him screaming to the black curtain! Oh, come on! Like you guys are going to fall for that, right? Right?
7: We must do it! Yes! We must regain favor with Humbaba or suffer greatly! It is the
6: only way to spare ourselves from the wrath of his
5: horrors.
6: We will tear the individuality from your
2: existence. Attack! What? Huh? Hey, hey, wait, wait! I was trying to help you!
8: soon too, you know.
4: Okay. I found something. What is this? What have I found here? It's a leather sack. There's something in here. What is it? it's a severed head a severed lion's head
8: why would there be a
4: severed lion's head hiding in the stream
5: hmm
8: you're soon too you know
4: huh wait Humbaba Humbaba Why are you hiding your head here, away from everyone else? Where there is normally no one to find it? This is special for you, isn't it? Well, for lack of a better idea of what to do, I guess I'll see what happens if I throw this in the furnace. You bastard! Now you'll think twice next time you think you can safely put Matia in the same place you had your head! I'm not as stupid as I seem! A hole just appeared in the grave I dug up! A hole that goes through the bottom of the coffin and down into the ground! It goes down into darkness. Alright, just hoping this doesn't lead me to some place worse than here!
6: Show
2: him the consequences for playing with the destiny of Umbaba.
9: We will bring his spirit to its knees. Whoa, whoa. Just, just wait a
5: second now. What was that? Umbaba! His aura!
2: What? A hole inside of the mountain. Stop him! DO NOT LET HIM ESCAPE! Oh please! Oh please be an exit!
5: He escaped! Oh man! Oh man! Gotta get away!
10: You will never escape me, man-spirits! I
5: am almost upon you! (laughs)
3: <laughs> the hole in the base of that tree just swung open. Going for it.
2: I think I'm okay. Mati
4: Yeah, I'm still here. At least for now. You
2: made it out. Hey!
3: Take this, you salty bitch! <coughs> and take this too! <coughs> She's beating <coughs> the ghost up! <coughs>
5: Talia,
4: what are you doing?
3: Getting information, the old... Wait. Uh, hey, you! I was in the forest with Humbaba. He didn't want to possess me. Why? Why does he want me? Why does he want me unpossessed? Uh, please, uh,
6: please, stop. please stop.
3: The beatings
6: paid me. Tell me what uh, I want to uh, know. No, uh, no
3: please. please! I cannot I say. Humbaba will, will punish me. Well, you know the rules, lady. I need information. You can't lie, and I can keep punching without running out of stamina. The beatings—they the beatings.
6: Are, are too much. I will tell you. Will tell please, stop. you. Please, stop. please stop.
3: Good. Well,
6: Mbaba wishes Mbaba. to control Mbaba. the ship Mbaba. known as Macedonia. Macedonia. However. Truly control the ship. He requires an entity with both the skill and humanity needed to play the melodies. You possess both of these attributes. However, if he were to possess you, you would lose your humanity.
3: Well, okay then.
4: Last soul, leave this place. Never seek us out again!
6: You will regret the day you stood against Tsubaba. You will all suffer for destroying his aura when he is ruler of all existence.
2: Well, is interesting.
3: I keep telling you, I'm a classy lady. I don't know why you refuse to believe me.
2: So what happened in there? I was on a mountain with these women who were trying to attack me. They kept saying we could escape if we could find Humbaba's aura and destroy it. But it wasn't where I was at. They kept talking about something called the Central Verse, too. I'm assuming that must be this place, since this is where we were before we entered the cave.
4: So that must have been what I destroyed. I don't know what happened, but we were clearly in some kind of territory. Or territories controlled by him. I found his head hidden in a stream and destroyed it. When I destroyed it, the doors back to this place must have opened up.
3: I was in a forest and Humbaba himself was there. He was a lion. He kept saying he wanted me to help him gain control of something called the Black Curtain. And stuff about a singular existence. Yeah. The women I was with kept talking about this Black Curtain too. Any idea what that is, Mati?
4: No. No idea. I've never heard of it before.
3: Well... Either way, he said he wouldn't possess me. I guess we know why now. That's probably why we keep getting this powerful spirits crap from them, too.
2: Maybe. That's good news, though, right? It means that they won't be able to control the ship without you, Tanya. It probably means that Monroe is stuck, too.
3: Yeah. So what just happened, then? When you destroyed the aura, did it kill Humbaba?
4: I doubt it. I don't think things really die here.
2: Yeah, and one of the women on the mountain said that destroying the aura would weaken him, but she didn't say that it would kill him.
3: Oh, I just remembered. Humbaba said that Datras was in danger, that his soul was going to get torn apart into non existence unless we unfreeze him. I guess non existence, maybe, what death is here?
4: Oh, maybe it is. Maybe there is death in the spirit world then.
2: Oh boy, we better get him unfrozen soon then. And not to mention we need to get this corruption out of Marty fast. Look! The red lines have spread
3: to his neck! Right. How far are we from the ship now? Oh! It's right here. Right above us.
4: Oh yeah. I guess the cave really did bring us closer to the ship. How do we get up there? Here. We can climb up one of these red rope things that are hanging all over the place. Then we can make our way over to the ship.
3: Good plan. Come on.
2: The woman on the mountain uh. Uh. referred to something called the tendrils of the great beast.
5: Yeah.
2: I wonder if these are it. Uh. Uh. Maybe. Maybe. Uh.
4: It makes the most sense, I suppose.
3: What's the great beast?
2: I don't know. They talked about it in very high regard, though. Sort of like... their savior. Or god or something. Weird. Yeah. Hey. That thing above us. Where all the tendrils are coming down from. That big (laughs) bubbling, Spiraling (laughs) things that it's in the sky (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's the great beast Uh,
3: This conversation is starting to freak me out I don't want to think about it Right (laughs) Hey Wolfgang Yeah (laughs) Yeah Who has a better ass? Me or the mountain women?
5: Oddly
2: enough, Uh, I wasn't looking uh, when they were trying to attack uh, me. uh,
3: uh, 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 I'm going to take that as me.
2: Just keep climbing, you
3: two. Uh, uh,
4: uh, 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 Yes. Here. We made it to the ship.
3: Right. Come on. Get off onto the top of the ship.
2: Okay. How do we get inside?
3: Follow me. There should be a hatch near here, actually.
2: Mati, the lines have grown to your chin. I noticed. So how do you pass the corruption on to Datress anyway? Well...
4: I got it by being bit. Maybe I need to bite him.
3: Here. Everybody jump in.
2: All right, we're back. Let's find Datris. and try not to get possessed in the process.
0: That was episode two of Hyper Nocturnal. Tune in next week for episode three, The Fury of the Silent. This week's episode was written and produced by Charles Davis. It starred Georgia Seacrest as Tanya Belaronovich, Jonathan Tompkins as Wolfgang Thaler, Charles Davis as Mati Ennennen, Seth Bender as Humbaba, Heather Fair as The Lost Soul, Raisel Hoffman-Kantoys as Matour, and Lisa DeCac, Jessica Evans, and Arden as the wives of Humbaba. Before you leave for the evening, we would like to deliver you a final word from one of our sponsors.
1: Everyone gets wet pants is just a fact of life. But now you don't need to have a wet clothes hanger as well introducing the air clothes hanger with its revolutionary force field design the air clothes hanger allows your pants to hang on a rack without the use of a normal clothes hanger now you can get your pants dry without making your clothes hanger moist that's the air clothes hanger available at your local butcher You've been listening to Sci-Fi Radio Theater. Our latest Radio Play podcasts are available on iTunes, Zune, and on our website at www.scifiradiotheater.com. New episodes are available on Sundays. If you like what you've heard, make sure to leave us a review on iTunes, and to also like us and circle us on Facebook and Google+. You can also talk to us on Twitter at SF Radio Theater or send us your feedback by emailing us at sci fi theater at gmail.
7: Have you ever experienced uncontrollable bouts of geekdom? If so, the Anomaly Podcast may be right for you. In clinical studies, Anomaly's interviews, convention reports, commentary on geek culture, games, sci-fi and fantasy television, literature, and film provided a feeling of fullness while promoting health for optimal geekiness. The Anomaly Podcast is not suitable for all people. Only geekily active cool chicks with a healthy sense of humor should listen geekily active cool guys should listen too. Anomaly has resulted in sudden fits of squee. Broad smiles may appear without warning and could become permanent. The most common side effects of Anomaly are unconsciously joining in the Gamma Quadrant golf clap, out loud, at work, to the amusement of co-workers, and attempting to interject opinions aloud to hosts who can't hear the listener. But in all cases, the benefits outweigh the risks. Ask your Anomaly if you're healthy enough for entertainment of this caliber. You don't need a doctor's messy handwriting to obtain a free subscription. Anomaly is available over-the-counter at Stitcher Radio and in the iTunes, Zune, and BlackBerry stores. You can also stream episodes of Anomaly and Anomaly Supplemental at anomalypodcast.com. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast dot com. Just one one hour episode provides 24 hours of relief and never leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Music by JewelBeat.com